In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Was it, is it just me? I had to double check the, the missalette. Uh, did Jesus not tell us last week, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one to the one who knocks the door will be opened. And then today, that was chapter 11, St. Luke. Today, chapter 12, St. Luke, a man says, I presume it's, yeah, it's a man, because we know by the next pronoun in the next sentence. A man says, teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And our Lord replied, get over it. Who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? I only give people good things. What were you going to do with it anyway? Were you going to just store it up, build a barn, eat, drink, and be merry as though that's why I've come here to improve your social life? I don't think very many people back then were in the habit of building barns. Was it 1%, 10%, 20%? Who knows, right? A lot of people were poor. Some people had possessions. I don't know if the proportions have changed. The average American household, median American household, has $11,000 in savings right now. The mean average household has $175,000, in savings. If you have over a million dollars in savings, you're in the 1%. Is that a barn? Are our concerns that cause so much stress and distress and strife and division among families, when we turn to the Lord in prayer about that, is he telling us, Get over it. Don't you have enough? Maybe. That's possible. Oftentimes in the confessional, I'm trying to help people understand, no, your anger is totally justified. Your frustration is totally justified. You should be angry. And then, you're, then you can be at peace. When you know you're completely justified in being angry, then you can be at peace. It doesn't mean that you're going to get what you want, but you can be at peace. What matters? Faith, hope, and love. Grow in your faith. Deepen your hope. Have love for everyone, your neighbor and your enemy. When you know that, you're, when you, when you know that you've been cheated and you're, and you're annoyed by it, that's fine. Be annoyed, but still love and don't become greedy because of that. Don't become vain because of that. The starting point for a godly perspective on all of this is expressed very well in Ecclesiastes, in the first reading. It's, it's relatively short. I encourage you uh, to pick it up and read it today. It takes not even 45 minutes, 12 short chapters. And it offers a, a, a compelling vision of what would the world look like to you as a godly person who doesn't have hope in heaven? Maybe it was written by Solomon. Sounds like it. A wise man, son of David, 
who realizes that not only are riches vanity, but even wisdom is ultimately vanity. It's better to be wise than unwise, but everyone goes to the same place when you're Solomon. Wise and the unwise, when they die, their end is the same. That makes everything seem almost useless. Not quite, but almost. But when our Lord and Savior comes and reveals to us the reality of heaven and eternal life, which also means he's revealing the reality of hell and damnation, all of a sudden everything takes even that much more significance. And, and, and when he says, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, which he says many, many times, heaven and treasure are never mentioned in the same phrase in the Old Testament. We realize a little bit more where our hearts have gone astray. Even when we still believe in Jesus, even when we still hope in heaven, our hearts and our minds might not be completely transformed by this new reality. We still may be thinking that our, our reward for virtue should be now. It's fitting in this season of uh, summer vacation that... Uh, we're reminded of this, especially in this month when we get the opportunity to celebrate Our Lady's Assumption, body and soul into heaven. My first lesson in, in all these things was somewhere before age four, I think. It was, I was still of that age where when you have a nightmare, you run into mom and dad's room and, uh, and get into bed with them. And... I remember dreaming about this awesome tool set, toolbox, hammers, screwdrivers, wrenches, pliers. It was so real, I could taste it, and then I woke up, and there was no toolbox. And I realized how fleeting all of these things are. The things that we have now are almost as ephemeral as the toolbox that was the stuff of my dreams. What matters forever? What lasts forever? What should we care about? What should we permit to disturb our peace? In a week and a half, you'll hear this prayer for the beginning of the feast of Our Lady and her Assumption. Almighty ever-living God, who assumed the Immaculate Virgin Mary, the mother of your Son, body and soul, in the heavenly glory, grant, we pray, that always attentive to the things that are above, we may merit to be sharers of her glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.